There is simply just not enough time in the day to get everything done. And honestly, there's so many task lists that I have, and I literally can't get through even one of them in a day. I truly do not have enough time in the day. 24 hours is not enough. Maybe if I didn't have to sleep, I could actually get everything done. But even then, who knows if that would actually work. Does this sound like you? Do you feel like you do not have enough time in the day to get everything that you need or even want to get done in the day? If this is you, it is likely that you have an issue with your time management and you probably have outsourced a lot of your attention to things that do not deserve your attention or at least the amount of attention that you are giving to those things. So in today's episode, we are going to cover four things that are making us mentally weak in the modern day, and I'm going to also provide a few tips on how we can combat these things so that we can regain control of our time, our attention, and ultimately become mentally stronger. I am your host, Evan Roberts, and this is the Elemental Evan podcast, where I break down complex health topics from a holistic perspective. So let's just go ahead and jump in to the very first one, which is going to be social media. And yes, I'm jumping right into the deep end. Um, I'm also going to include our phones in this because our phones do have certain like video games on them. And don't get me wrong, I love social media. I use it myself as well. Um, I don't think it is 100% bad. I don't think it's the devil or anything like that. Um, but I do think that we are very inefficient with how we use it, and we are honestly not even conscious of how much we use it. And I think that's where the real issue lies. But I think it's really important for us to understand that these companies are working day and night to literally figure out what is the most effective way to grab your attention and then to entrap your attention and keep it there for literally hours in a day. It is wild how much time we spend on social media and how much of our attention we just literally give to it. And we don't even think about how much attention and energy we're giving to it. But our energy and our attention is literally like a universal currency, right? It is what these companies are fighting for, it is what they're working to try to grab, and it is literally money. Our attention, our energy, it is money for them. So, of course, they are going to be doing their best to make these apps as addictive as possible. And like I said, there are some good things about these apps, and I personally love using them for things like keeping in touch with people and you know, seeing some really amazing photos and videos, of course. Uh, but nonetheless, we have to be very conscious and aware of the amount of time that we're spending on these social media uh, applications. I personally feel that the best way to handle social media and the time usage that we spend on these is to set some very strong boundaries or guidelines around our time usage on them. Because how many of you have pulled out your phone, and before you even know it, you're already in a social media app scrolling through videos and photos. My hand is up in the air, and I know none of you can see that, but that's because I'm in that boat. I literally have pulled out my phone, and without even 
paying any mind to it. I click on the Instagram app. And the next thing I know, I'm scrolling through, you know, stories or photos or videos or whatever it may be. And I had no intention of going on my phone for that purpose. I've even had it to the point where I would wake up in the morning and one of the first things I would do, or even the first thing that I would do is open up my phone and look at social media, hop on Instagram, check out what's going on on there. And it is just not a good thing to do, right? We are losing our willpower in choosing where we spend our attention and, you know, give our energy because that is really one of the few things that we truly own in this life and we have full autonomy over, right? So why should we just give it out to anyone uh, that can simply grab our attention, right? We should be actively choosing where and how we give our attention and spend our time. So with social media, I personally find that setting some really clear guidelines and time restrictions around social media is absolutely key for gaining control of you know, not outsourcing your attention and just letting it go uh, to social media. So what I usually do is I have a general guideline where I just do not use social media during the morning. So usually 30 minutes to an hour after waking up, I am not on social media. I do not like waking up and just becoming reactionary to whatever might pop up on Instagram, whether it's good or bad. I don't really care. I personally would like to be the person who sets the tone for the day you know, actively choosing to, you know, start my day off right. So definitely not using social media first thing in the morning is going to be a great idea. And then if you are a person who is really addicted to social media and you have to start finding a way to get away from there and reclaiming some of your time and attention, then I would definitely recommend setting some very hard start and stop times to social media. So let's say you're giving yourself from three to four o'clock in the afternoon to use social media. That means that at three o'clock, you could hop on social media and all the way up to four o'clock, you could literally just mindlessly scroll through whatever it may be up until four o'clock. But at four o'clock, you have to get off no matter what, no matter how good the video is, no matter whatever it may be that's going on, you have to put that phone down and get off of social media. By setting those clear guidelines, it doesn't allow for there to be any gray area where, you know, the video was so good, so you might as well continue watching it. There's only like a minute left on it. And then all of a sudden what ends up happening is you go on there for another 20 minutes, you know, and then you just get caught up in that cycle. So setting really clear time guidelines is going to be crucial here. Now, if you are pretty good with your social media usage as is, then first off, kudos. But second off, if you are pretty good with your social media usage, then maybe just set some guidelines around the uses of social media, like, you know, not using it in the morning, not using it when you're eating a meal. So that way you can be present with the food and with the company, um, you know, maybe not using it when you're supposed to be out on a date, right? Like the things where we should be giving our full attention to the present moment, uh, setting some guidelines around that can be really beneficial. Now, number two is going to be relying on TV, and I'm going to throw the phone in there as well, as our only source of entertainment. So I know that there are some incredible TV shows and movies out there, and don't get me wrong, like I absolutely love to watch them, 
But how many times have you thrown on the TV for a little bit of background noise and all of a sudden your favorite TV show is on that you've literally seen like a million times and yet you still just go and sit down, you get a little caught up in the TV show and all of a sudden now you've wasted another hour or two hours watching the show that you've already seen and it's just a rerun, right? Like this is something that has definitely happened to me and it's happened to a lot of people that I know, I've seen, I've seen it literally happen to other people. Um, so once again, it is the inability of us to really control where and how we give our attention, right? Where we spend our time. So reclaiming that power is going to be huge. And one of the ways of doing that is before you sit down to watch TV, once again, you could set a time limit here. You could say, hey, I am going to watch TV for the next hour and, you know, at four o'clock on the dot, I am getting up, I'm turning off this TV and I'm going back to work or doing whatever it may be. You could do it that way or you could also pick a show, right? And don't get me wrong. I mean, I know picking a show is probably very time consuming in and of itself. Uh, but nonetheless, if you have a show that you know you want to watch, you can just say, hey, like I'm going to watch one, maybe two episodes of the show. And then after that, I'm turning off the TV and getting on with my life and doing other things because there are tons of other ways to find entertainment that do not involve using a TV or even your phone for that matter. One of my favorite ways is a good old fashioned book. And I know maybe books are out of style. I don't know, but um, there is so much knowledge in books and the time that you spend reading gives you back so much, right? It gives you so much knowledge that you can apply to your life and actually use in day-to-day -day experiences. And don't get me wrong, of course, I know when you watch a show, you can go ahead and, you know, have good conversations with people about that show. I understand that there is a connection there, but truthfully, reading a book is just so powerful and you can get so much out of it. Plus, there's tons of board games. Um, you could go outside, do something physical, which is going to be so much better for your mind and your body. And that also will help keep you mentally strong by getting out and doing something physically demanding. That's going to help build that uh, mental strength and mental resilience. Now, the third thing that is making us mentally weak is our food. And I'm going to also throw in there sleep. Food and sleep are huge for our mental strength and fortitude. So when it comes to our food, if you are eating foods that are highly processed or ultra processed, which if you eat the standard American diet, which is abbreviated as SAD, and yeah, it's a pretty fitting name because it means that you're eating, I believe it's somewhere around 60% of all of your food in a processed food form, which is really truly sad. <laughs> so when you're eating food that is deficient of these nutrients, you are literally doing your body a disservice. You're making it so much more difficult to make these decisions. You're basically giving yourself the okay to give in to the easier things in life. Because when you eat these ultra processed foods, what happens? You typically feel super groggy, you feel lazy, you feel like you need to go take a nap even. And this can last for like an hour or two or three hours after eating these foods. 
So what are you more likely to do after eating these foods? Well, you're probably more likely to sit down and scroll on your phone or watch TV or do something along those lines as opposed to going outside and playing a sport or doing something active, right? The food that you're eating is going to play a role in not only the development of your body, but also your mind and it's the functioning of your mind as well, right? And the ability to make these harder decisions instead of just giving in to these, you know, short, uh, short-term enjoyments, but with no long-term benefit, right? So food is absolutely crucial to building mental strength. And when it comes to sleep as well, I mean, it does not take a doctor to understand that even just one night of bad sleep could lead you down this path of, for one, feeling super irritable, number two, just feeling tired throughout the rest of your day, like you just want to go back to bed and curl up in a ball and sleep, and number three, it's going to make it a lot more difficult to make the hard decisions, right? Uh, even when you get a bad night of sleep, you actually have higher levels of cravings for uh, a lot of the foods that you probably shouldn't be eating, which uh, definitely is sugar is in that category. So having one bad night of sleep can make it all the more difficult to make the difficult decisions. And it's going to make you want to once again, do the easy thing. It's going to make you want to just kind of coast through the day. It's going to make you want to, you know, just hop on social media and mindlessly scroll and just kind of do the easy stuff, right? Which if you want to live a great life, you got to do the hard things. The hard things are what make us better. Uh, so it's important for us to keep that mental strength up. And the few ways to do so are improving our food and improving our sleep. And ways in which you can improve your food is to just focus on eating foods that are whole foods. They come, you know, from the closest form to the earth as possible. So literally vegetables, high quality meats, if you eat meat, fruits, nuts as well. These are the things that we really want to focus on eating and really move away from the Oreos and the sour gummy worms and the Ritz crackers. We want to move away from those things and really focus on the foods that are going to nourish our body and give us the correct nutrients to function properly and be able to make those decisions that we know are going to be better for us in the long term. And then in terms of sleep, best things I can recommend Number one, stop eating so close to bedtime. Give yourself at least two to four hours before you go to bed where you are not eating any food at all. Uh, you can have water. You can, you know, for the most part, have some liquids as long as it's not really uh, something that you have to digest uh, very heavily. But pretty much just stick to water two to four hours before you go to bed. That's going to help massively with your sleep. Uh, keep your room as dark as possible. And if you are up for it, Try some mouth taping, and I know that sounds weird, but trust me, there is a lot of benefit in it. I try to mouth tape as much as possible when I go to bed, and it is super beneficial for your sleep. It is also good for your mouth microbiome as well, so go ahead and give that a try. And then last but not least, we do not spend enough time being essentially bored or not entertained. So in today's world, it's actually almost hard to not be entertained in some way, right? If you're in a car, you probably have music on or a podcast, which don't get me wrong, that's where I listen to most of my podcasts as well. But I mean, even when you go to the bathroom, it's probably very likely that you are also taking your phone to the bathroom because 
it is not entertaining enough to just be in the bathroom alone using the restroom. We also have to have our uh, phones with us to accompany us to the bathroom. Uh, so it is very difficult for us to, in a sense, be bored, right? I mean, if you've ever been in a waiting room and just looked around the office at the people sitting in the chairs, a majority of the people are going to be sitting there on their phone, right? They're going to be entertaining themselves in one way or another, which, you know, to a degree, there's nothing bad with that. But when we literally spend practically our entire days being entertained or just giving our attention away and allowing our minds to just run all day long and just keeping them occupied, we never give ourselves the opportunity to just simply sit with our mind and actually try to practice a little bit of mental control here, right? Our mind can be a muscle as well in terms of uh, how we use it. You know, when we have these thoughts that are constantly running through our mind all day long, we can practice on, you know, how these thoughts affect our day. Like if we even care to listen to these thoughts, right? Like these are things that you can practice and get better at, but they do take time. And they also require us to get a little bit bored or uh, maybe not even bored, but rather just quiet with ourselves. And so one of the best ways that I have found to really control the mind and flex that muscle, right? That mind muscle and build true mental strength of, you know, not being reactionary to our thoughts, not allowing our thoughts to just control how we show up in the world today, you know, but actually actively choosing what thoughts we allow into our mind and, you know, allowing us to observe our surroundings and respond instead of just react to everything that is going on in our external environment and you know, allowing the first thought that comes to our mind uh, be the first thing that we say or do, right? So what I would highly recommend is developing a meditation practice or even just a mindfulness practice, or if you don't want to do any of those, just even get bored, just get away from being distracted all the time and just allow your mind to be bored. These are very powerful practices, especially meditation. Meditation is one of my favorite practices, and truly, you can develop the strength of watching the thoughts come into your mind, right? And actually being aware of the thoughts that are coming into your mind instead of just allowing them to happen and, you know, just allowing your mind to run all day long, throwing these different random thoughts in your mind, uh, in, yeah, in your mind. And, and, uh, of course that's its job, but there's a lot of really pointless thoughts that we have every single day. And, and I know there's a number, it's something like 90% of our thoughts that we have are reoccurring thoughts every single day. And there's only like 10% of our thoughts or even less, I think that are actually new thoughts. So a lot of the stuff that you're thinking is not a new revolutionary thought. It is something you've already pondered in your mind before. And so when you take some time to sit down and actually be quiet and still with yourself, you can become aware of these thoughts as they arise. And then you can also choose to entertain those thoughts, or you could choose to allow those thoughts to pass. And this is literally flexing that muscle. It is a mental workout. And when you do this, you are developing the strength to choose where you give your attention to, right? Because if a thought arises and you give your attention to it, or you just 
naturally allow your attention to be absorbed in that thought, well, you're giving that thought all the power, right? But if you can choose to take your attention away from that thought, once again, we're flexing that muscle here, right? So it's the same thing with social media. Instead of allowing social media to just automatically grab your attention, you can actively choose to use social media or not use social media. And so meditation can be a really incredible practice for developing some mental strength and fortitude here and really taking back control of our willpower and our self-control of, of uh, really, you know, allowing like social media and television and all these other forms of entertainment to kind of just control how we spend our time, right? I mean, there are so many days that I have lost hours to entertainment that was literally mindless and gave me nothing back in return except for maybe a few chuckles here and there, right? Whereas I could have been spending that time reading a book or, you know, even working on this podcast or whatever it may be. There are so many other things that I could have been doing. So meditation is huge. And I've seen firsthand the benefits of doing meditation, a regular meditation practice. For one, it helps out with stress. But obviously, the big thing here is it really strengthens our mind and we're flexing that muscle. So those are going to be the four things that are making you mentally weak. And of course, there are many other things out there. But these are four of the really big ones, in my opinion, and things that I think we need to become more aware of. And of course, you can see that there was a common theme here, which is essentially just taking back control of our time and our attention and being more aware of how we're spending our time and attention. And really, one of the best ways of making sure that we're more disciplined is by setting some really hard guidelines and some time restrictions on, you know, how often we use social media or uh, watch the television. So once again, I love to kind of just go over and give a brief overview of the episode here at the end so you can have some uh, major key takeaways and uh, things that you can implement into your life today. So first off, the number one thing that is making us mentally weak is, in my opinion, social media and basically our phone in general, right? Because those also have some little games on there that we can play and crush a ton of our time on these uh, different uh, social media apps and on our phone. And then number two is going to be relying on TV and our phones for our only form of entertainment. Uh, and then number three is going to be food and sleep. Getting poor food and poor sleep is going to be detrimental to our mental strength. And doing the opposite, getting good food and good sleep is going to really bolster our, uh, our mental strength and make us uh, much more equipped to make the difficult decisions. And then number four, we are not bored enough, or rather we are not still and quiet with ourselves enough. And that is something that we definitely need to do in order to really build our mental strength is we need to become more aware of how we spend our time and where we allow our attention to go. So when we become more conscious of that and we can actually choose where we want to place our attention, that is when you begin to build that mental strength and then become the best version of yourself possible that is in total control of their time and they have all the willpower in the world to say that, you know what, I don't want to waste my time and spend my attention 
on social media for a full hour today. You know, instead, I'm just going to use it for a little bit or I'm only going to use it in the guidelines that I've set. So anyways, y'all, that is going to do it for today. Um, I really believe this is an important episode. Uh, we really do waste a lot of our time on things that don't deserve it. And personally, I think it's one of the few things that we have in this world, like I said, full autonomy over, and that is our time and the choices that we make. So uh, let's go ahead and take that power back in our hands so that we can make the best decisions uh, for ourselves so that we can live our best life ever. I really appreciate y'all tuning in today. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're on and share this episode with someone who could benefit from hearing this or could benefit from hearing the show. In your podcast application, you can very simply go in there and send a uh, message to someone with this episode in it uh, very easily from your podcast application. And if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, then please go ahead and leave a written review. I would love to see that and hear it. Um, I always read all of those. And honestly, it's just super cool to see what kind of takeaways you have from the show. And uh, yeah, so share this with a friend, family, loved one, whoever needs to hear it. And if you want to share this on social media as well, I would love to see that. Go ahead and tag me on there as well so I can go ahead and reshare your post. And y'all, if you haven't listened to this show before, I have a motto and that is to do everything with good intentions and connect to your elements. I appreciate the listenership show so much. I hope you all have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you on next week's episode. Alrighty y'all, peace, have a good one. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.